Welcome to Passive Investing with Professor Johannes. I'm your host, and today I am delighted to welcome uh, Camilla Jeps, who is the founder of Steady Stream Investments, to the show. Uh, welcome, Camilla. Thank you so much, Johannes. It's so nice to be here. It's it's great to have you here. Um, so today's episode is a bit special because I am traveling here in, in northern Finland, heading to the Arctic Sea. If you hear any background noise or anything, it's only because of this unusual circumstance. But Camilla, you are an experienced passive investor as well as a syndicator yourself. So could you tell us a little bit about your company and your approach to investing? Yeah, you bet, you bet. So um, my company is Steady Stream Investments, but a little bit of the history behind that is that I've been a real estate investor for a very long time, for almost 20 years now I've been investing in real estate. The first 15 years was a, a lot of the small stuff, right? So I just did single family homes. I you know, did a fourplex, launched a property management company, um, but I was just kind of dabbling in the, in the small stuff and that stuff went okay, right? It's like some of those investments were great. Some were not so great. And, and uh, really, you know, about 15 years in, I kind of got burnt out and just was this really burnt out landlord because we were literally doing everything ourselves. My husband and I, we were, you know, I, you know, I was doing all the marketing, all the getting all the tenants, signing all the leases, taking all the phone calls. We would go fix the toilets. We'd mow the lawns, I mean, everything. Right. And it, it just got to be a lot because I also have five kids. <laughs> And so wow. uh, with that was just, um, you know, there was just a lot going on in life. And so I was totally burnt out. And I was like, you know, I just don't know if I can keep this pace up anymore because it's a lot of work. And so I started looking for alternative ways to invest. Now I had studied the stock market and honestly, I'm not a big fan. I, I just, I don't like investing in paper. Um, I like investing in things that are real and tangible that I can see and paint if I wanted to. And so I knew real estate was the way to go, was still the way to go, but I was looking for an option to be able to invest that didn't take so much time and muscles and skills and expertise. Um, and so as I was looking at it, I thought, well, maybe I just need to buy an apartment complex, right? Because you have a whole bunch of, of, of units under one roof. So I looked at apartments and realized, uh-oh, they cost millions of dollars. I'd never purchased an investment that was more than a million dollars checked my bank account. Sure enough, not a million dollars in the bank account. Um, so I thought, well, how in the world do you even buy an apartment complex? So as I studied more and tried to learn more about purchasing apartments, I realized that most people don't buy it on their own, right? I mean, there's a handful of people that will do it, but the majority buy it in partnerships or in groups, right? And so they put a group of people together and they go out and they buy an apartment complex and everyone shares in the profits. And I was intrigued and I thought, you know, this is really interesting. I wonder if, uh, if it would work for us. Um, so I started doing some research and realized that you can actually join one of these investments as a passive investor. And I know the most of your listeners are passive investors themselves, but I didn't know what passive investing was. I didn't realize that I could simply invest my money, just like you put your money in the stock market and you let a financial advisor help you, Right you put your money into a real estate investment, group investment, and you'll allow the real estate experts to run the deal for you. And then your money earns money for just being in there, right? And like, and you are just sleeping at night and, and it just continues to um, expand. 
And I was like, wow, that's fascinating. And so I did that, right? And we can talk about mindset, you know, shifts and to, to be able to do that in a minute if you want, but we did that. So we invested passively into apartment complexes and, um, and then I fell in love with it. I was like, this is amazing. I know that there are thousands of other burnt out landlords like me out there that, that are looking for another way, but didn't even realize this was an option. And so that's why I launched Study Stream Investments because Study Stream Investments is now an education company educating other burnt out landlords how to get involved in a passive investment and get their time back and, and you know their freedom to be and do whatever they want with their life. That, that's incredible. There's so many things here to, uh, to talk about. The, the first thing I wanted to just confirm is, so, so when you were a landlord, when you're active on the small side, did you also have a full-time job or were you only uh, landlording? Yes, so I also had a full-time W-2 job. <laughs> so, wow, yeah. okay, so I can, I can see why things got busy between five kids, all this <laughs> landlording and your job. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, so, okay, so, so this is great. And when you got into syndications around what time was this like which year what are we talking about here? Uh, 2018 is when i when i pivoted into group investing got it okay excellent excellent and, and what you learned was that there is this kind of easier way to get into these bigger deals which can be managed professionally there's economies of scale uh, not nearly as much hassle for you there's a management company that will take care of this okay that that's really uh, really cool now in terms of the stock market so, so what was your experience as a passive investor if you compare kind of like what's happening in the stock market and as a passive investor what's the difference and how, how is that different as an experience uh it's actually a, a very different experience because there's um you know you invest in the stock market and and if you do mutual funds that's what all financial advisors suggest right do a mutual fund so you can be diversified I'm like okay mutual fund so and then they they like have you choose and you kind of work through and you'll choose like a foreign fund and then you'll choose a big company fund and a small company fund and it's just like a jumble of companies i challenge anybody like do you know all the companies that are in your big company mutual fund right like do you know what they are do you know what they do do you know how they are performing are you studying all the performances no you're really not right like you're just you just put in your money in the stock market because a financial advisor told you to and and so you you're just trusting that financial advisor which i you know they're not steering you wrong they're just not steering you in the best place to invest right and so the difference in the experience is that for a group investment, you really get to know the people who are running the group investment, right? So you know the people, you know the actual address of the building, you know where it's located, you get to know um, information about the area and how it's growing and what, what kind of jobs are in the area that, that would employ the people who are living in the apartment complexes. Um, you get to know the, the market, you get to know the details about the financials and, you know, and all of this information, and you can study this information before you ever decide to invest passively. Well, then after you invest, right? So now let's compare the after, right? So I, I, find, I find a group I like, I love the deal that they're going to do. It looks like a good one, looks like it will perform well. So I invest my money, right? So now comparing the two. So if I invested $50,000 into the stock market into a mutual fund, what kind of communication am I going to get about that 
money, right? Well, typically you get a statement, right? If you're from Fidelity, and Fidelity will send you a statement, either monthly or quarterly statement, and then you you see a number and you're like, oh, okay, it went up or it went down. <laughs> okay, I you know I don't know what to do with that information. That's just information that's there. Well, real estate, on the other hand, is pretty awesome because you're intimately involved and you and you under and you get to understand what's going on. So in the statements that like City Stream Investments sends out, for example, what we send out a monthly update and we're going to tell you exactly how many units are rented, exactly how many we're renovating, um, what challenges we've been through over this last month. Like, for example, one of our apartment complexes had a pest inspection and there were 27 units that had bed bugs. <laughs> And we're like, oh boy, that's not good. Uh, you know, but we're going to tell you about stuff like that. So you're going to have intimate knowledge of what's happening in your investment. And that's just, a, to me, is a night and day difference because now I'm following along in the journey and there's a story behind my investment and, and, and there's community events happening. And I feel like I'm making more impact with my money than I am in the stock market. Stock market, I feel like if I put it in there, it just goes in this black hole and I have no clue what's going on. Real estate, on the other hand, is just just completely different experience. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with before they make their syndication investments, because in the public markets, we are kind of taught that there's no way to beat the market, that you don't have any information that anybody else doesn't have. And there's like 5 million PhDs on Wall Street running numbers and you're competing against them. But that's just not true with the private placements. Each deal is a, its own thing. And if, if you know the market, if you know the area, and most importantly, I think if you know the sponsor well and you trust them, then you know that this could be a very good investment. That kind of, you don't need to be incredibly like, you know, talented. You don't need to be spending 15 hours a day following the real estate market. But if you just know the basics, you can decide what kind of investments make sense for you and gives you so many options um, available yeah, to exactly. you. So that's great. So Camilla, um, how did you decide then go from kind of being a fully passive investor to launching your own uh, syndication business? What was that transition like? Yeah, well, after I invested passively, I was, I was shocked that um, the returns on investment that I invested passively were actually better than a lot of my returns that I got on my single family homes where I was doing all the work, right? I, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that I could put my money into an investment that would return better, you know, better returns and I don't have to do any of the work. And that, that whole concept was just very intriguing to me that, that this is a possibility out there and uh, could really um, fuel my investment and like, like really increase and, and rapidly increase the way our, that we are building wealth for our, for our family. That was so exciting. And I got so excited and passionate about it. I started telling other people, of course, you know, when you, you know, when you find a great thing, you have to share it and so I started telling other people about it and they were they were intrigued and, and I was like you know what I could you know I have a lot of experience in real estate I can definitely step into this space and help bring other people along and also I have a teacher's heart and I love educating people on investments and and how to run their finances better and it just financial literacy in general I think is completely lacking in this country especially for women there there are many women who don't just don't understand it you know if they're in a if they're married and then they just like let their spouse do everything and you know women my age you know in 40s and 50s a lot of them are ending up in in divorce situations where 
they uh, and they have no clue what's going on with with the money because their spouse is already always taking care of it. So it's a challenge, right? In financial literacy, I'm just so passionate about helping other women and helping other people understand what they can do with their with their money. And passive investing in, in apartments is just such a solid, safe, recession resilient investment. I mean, we're coming up like all the doom and gloom right now of the you know recession happening. Well, okay, yeah, we have a recession like every five years. You know, don't don't freak out about it, but you know, still invest. But the the cool thing about it is if you study the history of apartments and during recessions, they're the ones that, that fare the best, right? That's the best investment that you can be in in a recession. Wonderful. There's, there's a lot of, lot of insight there. So you are a teacher. I'm a professor myself, so we share this passion for education. And I've certainly found that it's so important to kind of share with people the experience and how this works. Because I think most people don't actually know anything about this. It's, it's not something that you learn in high school or college or watching the news. Uh, people just don't know how this works and they think it's a scam or a Ponzi scheme or something like that. And it really isn't. So I, I think that's valuable work. Um, and, and the other thing that you did mention also is, for example, is for, for women or for minorities, for immigrants like myself, there's a lot of sort of additional hurdles because... It's just not something that, it, it, it's, this is a very kind of, I think every country does this differently. The United States has its own style. Uh, it's been kind of like a fairly male dominated industry until, you know, ad breakers like you are coming to the scene. It's a lot of interesting things there for, for people to digest. Now, you did mention this idea of recession resilient investing in, in apartments. So walk us through that. Why are apartments and multifamily good for uh, kind of uh, resilience and downside protection. Yeah, well, if so, st- let's let's take a step back and let's look at what, what happened the 0809 recession, right? So 0809 housing crash, and we can talk about a specific market. Let's talk about Phoenix. So in Phoenix, right, 0809 just really was detrimental to the single family housing market, right? Just crushed them. It took over 10 years to recover the equity that was lost in that in that period for single family homes. So now let's look at apartments. Was apartments spared? No, they weren't spared. Like they still took a hit, right? But apartments took one year to recover and then they just continued to grow. So let's look at, now let's look at what's happening right now, right now, right? So appreciation went crazy for single family homes and homes. So homes values are up really high. Well, that that's great news for sellers, but not good news for new buyers. Right. Also interest rates just went up, like just doubled in, in the past couple months. What does that do for the new home buyer? It just increases the amount of their, their monthly payment. Right. So now they have a higher, um, the houses are, are more expensive. And then also the interest rates are higher. So the payment is just double expensive than what they were, they would have paid a year ago had they bought a house a year ago, right? So it's bad news for new people wanting to buy houses. And we have the, also we have the, the millennial generation that is at prime home buying age. So they are, they're the ones that are really pushing this supply and demand issue that we're having because they are ready to buy a house but we don't have the supply for them. We don't have enough houses for them. So therefore housing prices are going up, interest rates go up, makes your payment up. So if, if we look at how much apartments cost, 
compare monthly compared to the amount of a monthly mortgage payment, that difference just continues to grow. Right. And so the issue that they're having is that they can't, they're no, they're going to get priced out of houses, but guess what? They still need somewhere to live. And so they're just going to be flooding apartments. And so all, we're already seeing this in, in all of the apartment assets that, that I own. We're already seeing just a flood of people coming in and de the demand for apartments just continues to, to grow as well, because there's the, frankly, there's not enough apartments in, in a lot of the parts of the country too. Um, and so that's where we're investing. We're investing in those parts of the country that don't have enough apartments, that the demand is really high and the appreciation went crazy in the single family homes. And so now they're just really struggling to, to actually purchase a home. So that's what makes a an apartment you know, investment recession resilient because in a recession environment, if people start losing their houses, what happens? They go to apartments, right? And so it's just, it's kind of the catch-all. It's the catch-all for people that um, still need a nice place to live. It's not like they're going to be living in a, in a dump. You know, they still want a nice place to live, which is the type of apartments that we provide. And it's just a, just a fantastic investment. And it just weathers storms really, really well. Got it. So, so, so this is really interesting. I, I think it's, it's useful really to, to see this, this logic here that the single-family home prices have gone up a lot since 08, and in particular in the past two years, in some markets, they went kind of ballistic, really just 40, 50, yeah. 60, 100% appreciation because of all the money printing and uh, all this move away from the urban core and all these different phenomena. But what's happening now with the higher interest rates is that it's simply impossible to afford those homes for most people. They're very expensive still, and... It's also one thing I've noticed, certainly where I live in the DC area, is that many people don't want to sell their home because they've locked in like a 2% interest rate for 30 years. Yep. So they say, I'm never selling this thing. No way, never, right? So when you consider all this, it's really hard for, like you said, for millennials, the older millennials are roughly my age, so something like 40 or so, right? I, I don't know where the cutoff is exactly, but give or take, right? People born in the 1980s are now looking for, you know, bigger homes or something, but they just can't qualify for those mortgages. And so as a result, they're moving to kind of nice, high-quality apartments uh, in areas with jobs, which, of course, makes apartment investing then a fairly safe bet. Camilla, one question. Um, what about other investment? I, many real estate investors are interested in ATMs or hotels or mobile home parks. Do you also invest in other things except apartments or are you kind of a 100% apartment focus? Well, so for me, about 80% of my investments are in apartments um, just because of the, the safety of them because they're just such solid investments. But then the other 20%, yeah, I experiment with other other asset classes. So um, I like self-storage a lot. Uh, self-storage is also recession resilient, you know, in any economy and, you know, in an up economy, people buy lots of stuff and they're like, oh, I need somewhere to store it. And so they put it in the storage. In a down economy, people downsize, but they don't want to get rid of their stuff. So they put it in storage, right? So Storage is another really great recession resilient asset class. I, I have short-term rentals and um, and there are ways to invest passively into short-term rentals as, as well. You, you can find groups who, who do that, or you can partner with individuals, you know, like me who are buying short-term rentals. I like the luxury short-term rentals, like the higher end ones, because the rich just keep being richer and they're not going to stop going on vacation. Now the middle class might, and definitely the lower class won't be able to afford it if there is a, a big winter, you know, big 
big economic winter, but but higher er income earners and, and those with, with wealth will still go on vacation, right? So I think that's a good steady asset class. Um, and then another one I'm doing is assisted living. So in the senior housing tree, again, you've got baby boomers that are now aging. You know, within, within the next five to 10 years, we're going to have millions and millions of 85 plus um, that will that will become that and will need assisted living and will need all of those services. So it's a really great asset class to get into right now because the demand for it will just, is just going to increase and increase and increase. That, that's, a, that's exciting. I've actually seen a lot of people in, in the real estate industry follow that kind of 80-20 rule where 80% of their investments in multifamily and the rest is then some sort of more exotic asset classes. Uh, my company, Oasis Equities, we have a number of short-term rentals and I actually just made an offer on a loan from that uh, earlier uh, this week. Nice. So we'll, we'll see how that, that goes, if we can, can take that down. Uh, because speaking of uh, exotic investments, or I guess really like kind of boring investments, but anyway. Yeah. Okay, uh, Camilla, so what I usually do at the end of the show, we're kind of approaching the end of our time here. What is your advice uh, for passive investors right now? Like, what would you share or any kind of ideas or suggestions for people who are looking, making a passive investment uh, in today's market? Yeah. So my advice is don't stand on the sidelines. You know, so I, I was listening to a great podcast from Ed Milet and Dean Graziosu yesterday. Um, and Dean is, a, is an amazing real estate investor. He's just done very, very well. Both of them said these next two years, it's, it's called separation season, right? So if you are smart and you really buckle down and continue investing for the next two years, you're going to have, it's just going to multiply over the next 20. Basically, you're going to set yourself up for some really serious wealth building over the next 20 years. Um, and so really, you can't sit on the sidelines right now and be in fear, right? So if we think about the, um, when you're faced with a fearful situation, right? Remember, you have the fight or flight, but there's also the other, the third F, with, which is freeze, right? And I think a lot of people right now are freezing. They're just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I should do anything. And I, I'm just going to keep my money in the bank. I talked to a guy the other day who has $5 million in cash in a bank account, and he's not willing to invest it because he's frozen, right? He's frozen. And he's like, I just, I just don't know what's going to happen. Well, here's the thing. We never know what's going to happen, right? And so we have to just take action with the knowledge that we have right now. And with what we, what we know to be true, if we study the history, um, but in, in the history, the most money is made by people who are willing to take the steps in a recession, right? And so if you, you got to be that person, you got to be that one who's willing to take the, you know, step into the uncertainty, because that's where you're going to find the gold at the end of the rainbow. That, that is excellent advice. And I really could not agree more. I've had a number of investors tell me that I'm on the sidelines right now. And I, I wish I could just somehow like sort of shake them out of that. Like, Don't do that. And I saw that myself personally, I wasn't really, I was too young to be kind of really investing in 08, 09. But when COVID-19 hit, my initial reaction was to be kind of very passive and cautious. And uh, I didn't really lose any money. It's not like I sold my assets, but I didn't take advantage of this incredible, yeah. incredible opportunity buy. But then once I started studying it and really and realize what's happening in the markets. I actually refinanced my fully paid for home, took out over half a million dollars and put all of it in real estate. And you can imagine that that turned out to be a pretty good, good move yes. in uh, late 2020. So uh, 
So that's my what I'm thinking right now. I see a lot of opportunities both in multifamily and hospitality right now. And I, I just really hope that people listen to your advice and uh, take advantage of this opportunity. We don't know what's going to happen in the next two or three years, but I am willing to bet that the people who are investing consistently in high quality deals right now are going to do a lot better than the ones who have the cash uh, sitting and being corroded sure. by 9% inflation, right? So uh, yeah, I, I do hope sure. people will. We'll take this take this message. Camilla, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if some of the listeners are interested in uh, getting in touch with you, investing with SteadyStream, uh, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, so I, I wanted to offer too that, so I created a course called Passive Investing Made Easy. And it's just a simple video course. It's just gonna walk you through all the, the ABCs of how to become a passive investor, what you need to know, how to get involved um, and, and how to evaluate deals and sponsors and, and all the things, right? So you can grab that at steadystreaminvestments.com forward slash masterclass. Um, it's a really fantastic way to do it. And then as part of that course, if you take that course, I offer a free 30 minute strategy session with me. Um, and because I just love to help you, uh, you know, work through your situation. And I think that's, that's the nice thing about um, investing in these private placements too. And as a group is that you get real people to, you know, talk through your situation and, and, and help you understand what your goals are and, and where you're headed and, 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 and then match up investments with your goals, because not every investment is a good match for you. And so, uh, so you've got to be able to sift and sort through and sometimes having someone hold your hand is, is perfect. And, and, and helps you out along the way. Excellent. I think that's a wonderful idea. This kind of course can really help people. So I hope the listeners that you'll, you'll check out uh, this course on Steady Stream Investments. Go to the show notes for the web address and all that. Camilla, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate wonderful discussion, wonderful advice. Good luck with all of your investments and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you again here. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. That was awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Camilla. That was really, really good Perfect. stuff. Uh, so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to have this edited. Once that's done, I'll let you know when it's out and I'll tag you on all those things. So if you want to promote it a Perfect. little bit, that would be wonderful. Yep. And so there's going to be the, the full episode is going to be audio, uh, but I'm probably going to ask the editor to pick like a 10 minute segment, maybe some of that like stuff that you had on like how to invest and, and, and all that and mm -hmm. put that on YouTube because I do have a YouTube channel as well. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Johannes. Right, I really excellent. appreciate it. And Thanks have a, a great vacation. Finish yeah. up. <laughs> Thanks. All Bye -bye. right. Take care. Bye-bye.